Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. It's a dad that prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. That's the intentionality to reflect the triune nature of our God. The topic of this podcast series, we're going to be talking about spiritual leadership. Uh, the tendency for dads, the natural way to go, is to lead more secularly by example than spiritually by example. So we're going to look at my favorite king in scripture, King Josiah, and uh, study a bit about how he led spiritually. And I'll start by saying that in the uh, uh, in scripture, Second Kings uh, 23:25 says, "Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did." with all of his heart, with all of his soul, and with all of his strength in accordance with all of the law of Moses. Wow, that's no king. That's not David, not Solomon, not any king after Josiah that turned to the turned his heart to the Lord as Josiah did. So I think he's a good example to check out, and uh, we're going to do that across this podcast. The reign of Josiah is a textbook example of spiritual leadership under the authority of the Word of God, uh, the law as it was known in his day. Uh, here we talk about the we'll talk about this unique leader, uh, his response to a holy nudging, the knowledge he gleaned, the resulting conviction, and finally the action that he is he takes. Uh, my prayer is that every dad will accept the charge uh, to turn to the Lord as Josiah did across this year. But before we get going, let me introduce a, a, a dear guest, a dear friend in the studio. Uh, he's uh, he's the uh, faithful fathering's operations manager as of May 1st of 2023. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Jason Hall. Jason, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm very honored and blessed to be here. Tell us a little bit about uh, your family and uh, your calling into ministry. Sure, I'd love to. So I'm a father of five, uh, married 18 years to my bride, Jennifer. Um, Three boys and two girls definitely keep me active and busy. <laughs> so, I love uh, I love my family. Uh, I'm blessed by that. And um, you know, I felt this calling uh, into the ministry several years ago, but in the last year, I met Rick. And you know, one thing that struck me is something that he said as we were sharing, and we were actually on a podcast together. And he said, "Jason, you are in every season of fathering." And when you said that, Rick, it struck me. And I said, wow. And that's how I knew that nudging was confirmed. Mm -hmm. And through much prayer and consideration, um, we decided that I would join Faithful Fathering. So I knew that it was purposed by God. And it's radically changed my life. Like, personally, you know, my relationship with the Lord is closer. And then also next important is my family i'm a better father i'm a better husband and rick keeps me accountable <laughs> so, <laughs> can't get away from it can no you? i can't get away from it but it's a good thing i love it <laughs> well uh you know josiah had a holy nudge as well i thought it was interesting as you as you look into second kings uh, 22 it says josiah was only eight years old when he became king and he reigned for 31 years in jerusalem uh, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, uh, walked entirely in the way of his father, and did not turn aside to the right or to the left. 
Now, in the 18th year of King Josiah, uh, the king sent Shaphan uh, the, to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him count all the money brought into the house of the Lord, and give it to the workmen who are in the house of the Lord to repair the damage to the house. You know, that uh, further documentation, Second Chronicles says he determinedly obeyed God and followed the example of his ancestor David. His zeal for the true God of David began in the eighth year of his reign. It seems Josiah received a holy nudge uh, that the house of the Lord wasn't quite as it should be. You know, and, uh, uh, what holy nudges uh, in your life said that, hmm, maybe this isn't quite the way it, it should be. Sure. Um, for me, it's easy. My wife <laughs> and my kids, you know, they'll let you know. My wife, uh, I think, you know, some years ago I can remember uh, clearly as, you know, we've been serving the Lord together. Thank God the whole time we're married. But early on, I was less active as a leader. Mm. I wasn't as, you know, um, involved as I am. So. Uh, me doing things around the house to help my wife as she, you know, helping to run the household has been a big thing in these last several years. But early on, I wasn't active and I could see her being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I know that was out of order. So um, I decided to take more of an active role, cleaning up the house, doing the dishes, just different things to assist her. And I see the dramatic difference. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to be a stronger spiritual leader because of that, because of some of the natural things I do. But the, the spiritual leadership component, reading the word with my kids, praying with them, uh, with my wife, and spending intentional time has been tremendous. Mm. Were there any nudges earlier in life that uh, led you this way? Too? Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the most important nudge was when I was 23 years old. And, you know, I felt uh, the Holy Spirit was in my life and trying to convict me to come to Christ. Mm. You know, and I had some men that shared the gospel with me about Jesus Christ. And I was in the church one day and I was attending at 23 years old. And this one particular one of the elders of the church approached me and he said, do you know Christ? And I was like, um, I know of him. He said, but do you want to know him? And that's where the conviction of the Holy mm, Spirit came. Mm, mm -hmm. And I came to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and my Savior. Amen. The Amen. most important match. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we can get in, whether it's our home we're growing up in or the church right. we're involved in, depending on what kind of leadership you have, we can kind of get in a rut. And we get that nudge to say, yes. hey, this isn't quite the way it should that's be. Right. And whether it's, in my case, it was growing up in a violent alcoholic home mm -hmm. and realizing that wasn't the norm. You know, you think as a kid what your situation oh, yeah. is, is the norm. But uh, until you get that nudge and see that outside influence sometimes, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully it's a positive one. I mean, right. that's the other thing is we always have to discern, uh, you, know, what, uh, you know, what we're to do and then mm -hmm. how we're to respond to that holy nudging. Uh, I know, uh, and, and, you know, my wake-up call was uh, failing to recognize my son in the backyard because I was mm -hmm. caught up in a secular uh, leadership role uh, trying to provide for the family and survive another day to mm -hmm. in the workplace to and the work and the finances became idols. Mm -hmm. And uh, so until you start to realize that uh, you need to respond to that, and, uh, right. and fortunately the holy nudge, I, I might say, is more of a punch to the... Yeah. <laughs> Punch yeah. to the soft underbelly or whatever, but uh, it was a nudge to say, you know, it isn't uh, going the way it needs to be going in your marriage and family. That's and right. uh, so uh, that that was, uh, I think that's uh, that's an example that Josiah gives us as well, that, 
you know, the, the nation he was in was quite lost. Yes. And he realized that it wasn't the way it was supposed to be, so he initiated change. Uh, it's interesting to note that that change didn't mean that he just started uh, beating everybody over the head with the way they're supposed to be. He really started, uh, you know, with a more measured approach to evaluate the status quo, which started with the house of the Lord. You know, he realized that let's see what's going on in the house of the Lord because, uh, you know, we need to uh, act on that to uh, clean up a problem. You know, sometimes we have to get closer to home and uh, maybe even look in the mirror to realize what the problem is. And as dads, we don't like to do that. We want to say, hey, it's a school's issue or it's a society's issue. And uh, taking responsibility is tough. But uh, so being uh, nudged about the status of our own heart and home, uh, what uh, what nudgings have you felt there? Oh, sure. That's a great point, Rick. Um, I think uh, some of my the children are, are great reminders. <laughs> they will let you know, right? Because uh, I remember one instance, my little daughter one night, I wasn't um, – reading her a book like I normally do and read her past the scripture. She's like, Daddy, I need you to read the scripture. We need to pray. And I'm like, wow, that's a, <laughs> she's eight years old. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. And so these these humble reminders. And my wife on a couple occasions, like, you know, we need to pray together more and we need to be involved. She she gave me a gentle note. It's interesting you say this. Last year, yeah, for my birthday, she gave me a book about prayer and praying for your wife <laughs> so i think that was a good sign <laughs> there you go. that, that's a, sometimes those nudges are a little bit more abrupt a little more force behind them <laughs> right. but i i think that you know to recognize you know you talk about josiah he turned his heart his soul and uh, with all this strength so from a heart distraction level uh, it's easy to get up caught up in a secular world yes. view isn't it that uh, we we get focused on uh, the the mechanics of providing uh, of of doing doing that instead of being that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any anything caught you there at the heart level where you let maybe uh, something became uh, a little more important than it should be? Yes, I, one particular big thing is is providing right. So for me, it's like working to try to make money over the years, and you know instead of putting more of that trust in those resources instead of God. And I know I need to work to make money, but my point is, you know, I would put more emphasis on working and trying to make more money than I would spiritual leadership. Sure. And I've done that um, over the course of some years. And I realized God one day woke me up and there was a gentle nudge of, hey, remember, I'm your provider, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I was thinking I was the one that was bringing all the money. But God is first Mm -hmm. and so i think that's so important and in reference to king josiah he always put god first Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to do as men fathers and that's what the conviction that i've had and at the at the soul level i think uh, you know the idols that i put uh, in front of him or the uh, the unhealthy hobbies or yes. uh, addictions even oh, that could uh, take you out uh, you know any particular uh, guideline or any any uh, suggestions you give dads to be alert to those sure for for me rick definitely sports have mm-hmm. been an idol mm-hmm. uh, especially in the past where i was keeping track of so much that I was reading the Bible less and I was less focused on spirituality that I that I woke up one day and I felt that nudge like I need to put more faith and trust in knowing who God is and learning his word 
and building a relationship than I do keeping track of stats. Now you're meddling. Now you're meddling. meddling <laughs> uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. We're in the yeah, playoff. We're in playoff <laughs> season <laughs> with a coach hey, for the college know, and yeah, the professional football. You now, know don't that. get me wrong, man, yeah, <laughs> fathers. You no, know, it's okay to watch some games, but what I'm saying is don't put it before God. And don't do it all day long. <laughs> don't do it all day long. I'm still going to watch some sports, y'all. So don't don't get it twisted. I'm not trying sure. to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and the repairs that we have to take are just that, is exactly. that we don't let it dominate our day. Right. Uh, there we go. Uh, there's a lovely uh, uh, testimony from a dad that was watching a football game, and his daughter is a key football game of the year. His daughter came in and said, hey, Dad, will you play ping pong with me? <laughs> Ah, the game's just starting. But, but uh, to his credit, mm-hmm. uh, he got up and went out and played ping pong oh, with his wow. daughter and uh, uh, missed the chunk of the game. He said, hey, there's going to be a game next year. The daughter is going to be 13 forever. <laughs> right. right? Uh, sure. So, yeah, we got to make those repairs uh, to the house. And that's uh, that's essentially what uh, what Josiah focused on was that uh, there, he realized there were some repairs that needed to be done to the house. We'll talk about those a little bit more as we move on in the podcast series. But uh, do you have a, what tips or encouragements do you have for dads listening that uh, are struggling with uh, discerning? Maybe, maybe they know it's a holy nudge, but they're just struggling. They don't really want to let go of yeah. a situation. What's, what encouragement sure, do you have for Sure, sure. That's great. You know, Rick, um, getting in community with men, mm-hmm. uh, with other fathers in your church, in your ministry, um, mentors, you mm-hmm. know, men that are mentors that can help and ask the questions. How, how do I, how, how can I be more effective father? How can I be better with my kids? What can I do? Um, also, just simple things like, you know, a quick prayer or, or a book. You know, what's cool about Faithful Father, and we have free resources on the website, and you can pull it up and you can see things you know, that you need to do to help foster that relationship with your kids. Um, it could be something small, like go get them some ice cream and have a conversation. It could be things that um, you take action in that are not real big steps. You can start praying. You can just read a short passage of scripture, things that you can implement right away. Because sometimes it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It is. Maybe dads are watching and you're like, I don't know what to do. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. One thing I appreciate about Faithful Father, I'm not here to beat you up. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get beat up enough. Yeah, we get beat up enough. <laughs> it is all about encouraging and equipping dads. So I do encourage you that uh, you mentioned in your church. You know, that's really what our focus is and what Jason's uh, job is, is to encourage and equip core groups of dads within the body of Christ. So if there's a group of dads in your church you'd like to get together, then please reach out to us. But right now, uh, we just encourage you to check out, you look close to home uh, and uh, respond to those holy nudgings to create the environment uh, that is a safe place in your own home for your kids to come to you for issues and for you to take the steps necessary to ground them uh, under this, the authority of the Word of God. So dads, keep up the journey. Uh, stay tuned in for the, this uh, full series, uh, the, the, all the sessions of this podcast. But in the meantime, just uh, keep on keeping on uh, and lead your family spiritually by example. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. God bless. Godspeed.